It is Friday, July 21st, 2023. This is another edition of Baseball Today. That is my man, Trevor Plouffe, back from his West Coast trip with the Twins. I am Chris Rose, producer Dan along for the ride as well. You're not well-rested. You've been grinding hard, but you're ready to go today. because I haven't seen you since Monday. I, I miss you, bro. Yeah, we, we've been... Yeah. We've been all over the place, so it's good to have you back or have me back. I don't know how how yeah. to word that, but um, a, a little normal Friday. I am exhausted, but I still am happy to to get on the sticks here and talk ball with you. So let's do it, man. Awesome. Uh, very quickly, thanking Jolly for filling in on Tuesday, Justin Morneau for filling in on Wednesday, Vinny Pasquantino for filling in on Thursday. So that was awesome. Uh, before we get going with our five questions, quick tip of the cap to Navy veteran Bill Montford who last night attended his very first Major League Baseball game in person. My good friend, Trisha Whitaker, who does an amazing job covering the Rays, um, told us about this story. Bill Montford is a Navy veteran. He is 106 years old, and he was attending his first game. The dude fought in World War II, and he was like, listen, the trick to living this long is good genes. He had a bunch of siblings that lived well into their 90s. He's got a hundred year old brother. I just I found the story great. I love it. And the first ever game in person. What's what's taking him so long? Come on, man. I don't... <laughs> he, was years, waiting. Huh? he was waiting for a good one between the uh, Orioles and the Rays, which we'll be talking about momentarily. But let's get it going with perhaps the most intriguing series of the weekend. Dodgers visiting the Rangers who have been red hot. In addition to the red hot temperatures down there, it is brutal. Uh, Texas has won six straight. Okay, my question is, one, both, or neither end up winning their respective Western divisions? It's tough for me to go against saying either of these teams are going to be at the top of the division come the seri- uh, the season's end, excuse me. I mean, there is competition, obviously. We know who's behind the Rangers. The Astros are a juggernaut. They've been dealing with some injury issues. Uh, the same thing behind the Dodgers. You have two really good teams right behind them, plus the Padres, and who knows what they – what they can conjure up in the second half. We'll see what happens the next couple of weeks, but you have Arizona who's going to add, you have the, the giants just playing really, really good baseball. They're going to add. So I think I'd be, it'd be silly of me to say that they're not going to get pushed, but I do think both of those teams end up on top. Now they might not be pole to pole. They might like get out of first place for a few days here and there, but I believe like just from, the rosters that they have, the depth that both of these teams have, and the ability, like the Rangers have already shown, you know, their desire to fix their bullpen. I think they'll continue to do that. I'll say both these teams end up winning their division. I agree, but by this much. And yeah. I have the ability to change my voice on this one, particularly with the AL West next week, because I think on Monday, the Rangers and Astros start a huge series and Jordan's supposed to return if all goes well this weekend. So I really want to kind of wait, but because we have to answer the question now, I'll say both. I'm buying in on the Rangers. Offensively, they're great, right? They're number one in runs scored. They're number one in OPS. They're top five in homers. They are a tough offense to deal with. The thing is, I thought they were going to hit the shitter once DeGrom was done for the year. They have not. Dane Dunning has been an absolute find for them. He has been wonderful. Evaldi's an all-star. John Gray's had the best season of his career. If Martin Perez can give them anything close to what he is, then they're going to be fine. And the bullpen, I know they've started to add. Aroldis Chapman's been great. He's been throwing gas down there. They've got to add one or two more arms, and I think they'll be okay. 
Dodgers, this could come down to the wire, and I hope it does. Seven of their last 10 games are against the San Francisco Giants. I want to see it come down to the wire just like it did in 2021, but I do believe the Dodgers will revamp their team pitching-wise a little bit before the deadline well enough to make it so that they win another crown. And we're looking at, you know, the snapshot, the team rankings, and, yeah, you look at the Rangers and hitting their essentially the one of if the top two offense in baseball. You can put the Braves up yep. there as well. Uh, and then you mentioned the starting pitching and, and where they rank there, but the Dodgers doesn't look like that necessarily. The offense is there, fourth and runs, third and OPS. Starting pitching, we know they've had to dip down into some of the uh, some of their debt pieces, um, as they always do, but the bullpen's been a problem with them, so they're going to have to fix that too. It's hard for me to really right now see Rosie to talk about teams because I know that they're going to look different in just 10 yeah. days. But we have to answer the question in the present. And for now, this is the way we feel. Yes. Meantime, let's shift gears over to the AL East, where the Orioles are on top from the trop. That was the line they used after they took care of the Rays in extra innings last night, winning the first of a four-game set. Was Gunnar Henderson turning that easy double into a head-scratching triple after a lackadaisical effort on the part of the Rays' defense? The biggest story from that game. I mean, I think this just goes to show you like why the Orioles are at where they're at. This actually looks like a play that the Rays would make. Like that's the base yeah. running that they're used to doing. Uh, but just a great heady baseball play right here. You know, everything is right in front of him. He hits the ball down the left field line, so he's coming around second base. He sees Randy there. And this could have been in a scouting report. Like, hey guys, sometimes Randy gets the ball and he lobs it in. And if you see that, go ahead. More than likely, this is just Gunnar Henderson seeing the game, game within the game type stuff. This this happens a lot in amateur baseball where you get a lazy catcher throwing the ball back to the pitcher and you end up taking home. Gunner, Gunner's done this in his life before and he just saw it and made it happen. I think this is, I mean, it's an excellent, excellent baseball play and I believe it was one out there too. So you're getting to third base with less than two outs, scoring position, all that good stuff. It was a great play. Well, to that point in the game, Glasnow had dominated. He looked just so filthy. And what that did was you could see the shot in the dugout afterward. The Orioles were like, holy shit, Like this is our energy inning. They ended up putting three up on the board because the Rays brought the infield in. Next, there's a little liner that would have been a normal out if they had been playing regular Exactly. Depth. So then you have two outs and a runner at second. Instead, you know, the Orioles end up getting three runs that inning. There was a play at the plate where Mejia had him tagged out and ended up dropping the ball. So there was a lot going on. And because this game went to extra innings, you could say that was the biggest play of the game. I do want to say one other thing. And Brandon Hyde made sure we all knew about this. I think we have gotten to the point where we are taking Felix Bautista for granted. Oh, yeah. He has only given up runs in two of his last 21 outings. Last night, he was so efficient in the ninth, they were able to let him go back and close it out in the tenth. How many times have we seen a team use its best guys, right? They had already used Cano earlier in the game. Then they used Batiste in the ninth to keep it a tie game so they could get to extras. Usually that's just a one-in guy. But because he threw so few pitches, he threw 15 pitches in two innings, and that included three strikeouts. That's you know, insane. That, to, <laughs> that's that, insane. to me, that is a huge advantage the Orioles have that a lot of teams don't. And, you know, I, I've had a lot of people commenting in my Twitter feed about Bautista asking, does he put himself into the Cy Young talk Yes, towards the end of the year? And I think yes. I think yes, he does. 
He's been that good. And they added, I'm curious to see how Fujinami does in their bullpen. Like a lot of people, mm-hmm. you know, you look at the raw stuff and you you get intrigued by it. He's had a better last couple of months, but he's mm-hmm. typically been getting hit, you know, even in Japan. So it's, it's a project, but I, I like that they've been aggressive and who knows, maybe they'll be able to turn him into something the way they did. They turned Kano into what he is. Maybe they think they could do the same with Fuji. Yeah. Uh, by the way, you know, Zach Britton had that amazing year. I want to say it was 2016. And what did he finish? Fourth in the Cy Young. So it's going to be tough for Bautista. He, he won't win this thing, but he'll definitely, I think he ends up finishing in the top five. All right. I want to welcome everybody to the world of sports cards reimagined. So whether you're a brand new collector, kind of a newbie like me, or have shoe boxes full of cards in your attic, kind of like Ploof, the Sports Card Investor app, there you go, Ploofy, will completely change the way that you buy, sell, and collect. You can jumpstart your collection by finding the best prices on cards for your favorite players, helping you build a -a one-of-a-kind collection and save some dough along the way. On top of that, you can easily track the value of your favorite cards, find the best prices with eBay deals, and see which players are on the rise all from the palm of your hand, right? We already know that you can do that with the stock market, and if you're into crypto, you can do that just with the punch of a button. Well, now you can do that in the sports card investing world. They got up-to-date sales data on over 2 million cards. That means you know exactly what your collection is worth and when to buy or sell. You're probably wondering, where's this available, Rosie? It's available for free in Google Play and the App Store. Reimagine how you collect and download the Sports Card Investor app today and keep us posted when you're filthy rich because we want to hang out with you. That's why I hang out with Blue. Mm -hmm. Oh, and it's in my contract. Milwaukee Brewers. They return home after a 5-1 and road trip through Cincinnati and Philly. But look who's in town. The big, bad, scary Braves. Will Milwaukee's hot run continue or end this weekend? Uh, I think it might continue. Uh, they have the guys they have throwing for them actually have really good career numbers against the Braves. So I find I found that intriguing. You know, Corbin Burns just uh, diced the who did they just play? Philly. Yeah, he just diced Philly. He's not going to be pitching in the series, but. Um, uh, Peralta and Hauser both have really good numbers against the Braves. So, you know, those are your first two games and the way that, you know, Milwaukee's been able to put some runs on the board and it's going to be very tough. Atlanta is, we just talked about how good they are. Um, but I think it will continue just because of the role that Milwaukee's on. It seems to me like they have momentum and the Braves momentum necessarily hasn't been there since the, uh, started the second half essentially. So I- I'll say it continues just because of track record of these pitchers have against the Braves and the momentum factor. You know, it was just a couple of weeks ago. We were like, my God, the Braves are going to lap the field and be far and away the team to beat in the national league. And it still might end up being that way. They've just hit a little bump in the road here, but they did need some Austin Riley heroics yesterday against a, meh bullpen in Arizona in order to avoid a five-game losing streak. So the Brewers are catching them at the right time, and the Brewers have been playing some great baseball. They they actually split their first 68 games of the year. They were 34-34. and 34. Since then, they have won 20 of their last 29. They've had some of the best pitching in the league. They got another shutout yesterday. They have been playing great. Now, I actually think these two teams are going to split the first two games of the series. I don't know exactly who's winning tonight, who's winning tomorrow. 
but it's Soroka and Peralta tonight. Peralta's coming off that one hitter. Saturday, you mentioned Hauser. The Braves are going to throw another guy who's making his major league debut. He's, at least that's what they're expected. Alan Winnens, I believe is how you pronounce his name. He's pitched very well this year, sub-3 ERA. Then Sunday, to me, the rubber match, what I think, is going to be the, the, the flip game here because you've got a couple of pitchers that are struggling right now. The all-star, Elder, has given up 14 runs combined in his last two outings, the kid. And how about Julio Tehran getting a shot at his old team? Hasn't been great his last two outings, giving up 10 runs in less than 11 innings. But you don't think he's going to be excited? And what about Contreras? You think he's going to be jacked up to face his old team too? Like, that's always fun, isn't it? Of course it is. No, it's this is going to be a great series. And, you know, you can talk all you want about um, the Brewers pitching staff and, you know, e- even their bullpen, you know, uh, Yoel Piamps and and uh, Devin Williams obviously doing what he's doing. They have that young guy that just came up that throws 102, Uribe. So they're, they're, they're bringing the horses here. Mm-hmm. Right. But we're talking about an Atlanta offense that at any given moment can just completely take a game over. Uh, so this is going to be a very good series. It's it's hard to predict, obviously, but I, I think the momentum factor plays into it here. Now, I'll, I'll take the Brewers to take two or three. Same here. Uh, but I will. I do predict that Matt Olson will hit one of those. Holy shit. Did you see where that landed home runs? The Braves could just sweep this series too. To be honest with you, dude, it could happen. <laughs> that I do quick. want to give a, I, I want to give a lot of love to Milwaukee though, man. Like I, I the first 70, 75 games, I was looking at them. I'm like, guys, feel like the most average team around. Can you just score a little bit for your pitchers? But they've done really well, and Yelich is back to playing. I'm not. I don't know if I'd call it MVP form but high-end all-star form, and Corbin Burns has been dealing. Yes. Like that Cy Young, I want to get paid in the offseason type situation. Oh, he will. I thought that was pretty good. Um, Seattle, five back in the wild card as they welcome Toronto to the Pacific Northwest. The bad news, they're going to be without outfielder Jared Kelnick for the foreseeable future. Broke a bone in his foot, kicking a water cooler Wednesday night. Kelnick, in fact, it was tough to watch his uh, his media session from Thursday. It feels terrible. Uh, especially for the guys. I just, I let the motions get the best of me and I just, I let them down. So we just, and, uh, Take full responsibility for it. It's on me. It's just can't. All right, Ploof, uh, is this just an ultra competitive kid or a dumb emotional move by a young guy and he has to now live with it and take whatever shots he gets, whether that's via social media or elsewhere? Yeah, I mean, both of those things. He's ultra competitive, and it was a stupid move. There's no doubt about it. He knows that. Uh, but it doesn't mean you can't feel for him, and and you can tell, obviously, he regrets what happened. But this – this look at Devin Williams. Was that last year or two years ago? Two years ago. Punching the wall after a victory. Like, th- these things happen, man. And, and when you're a young kid and you're – you know, he was upset over a strikeout, um, you know, at the end of the game there, and, and that's when it happened. But – it's 
He just has to learn from it because it is, it's, it's the Mariners are at such a crucial part of their season right now where like, I just, I just was there, watched them. They're a good team. Like if they get into the playoffs, nobody wants to face that pitching staff. They're nasty dude. And the bullpen's filthy and they have guys that can hit. Like if that offense clicks and just starts to go a little bit, that's one of the better teams in baseball. It is. So he's not going to be part of that. And I think, you know, that emotion that you're seeing is him number one feeling like he let the team down he mentioned that number two it's knowing that like you don't get to play major league baseball again this year most likely like unless you heal up really quickly like that's a you know we're talking that's a six to eight week thing and then what you got to come back and it's it's emotional for all the right reasons i just wish it didn't happen you, you don't wish that upon anybody um we've all as baseball players thrown equipment been mad, done stupid things. Uh, but sometimes when you do those things, you have consequences like that. So it's, I feel for him. I really do see Rosie. You mentioned the Devin Williams thing. This is after they were celebrating. He had a few pops and for whatever reason, he punched a wall and he missed the playoffs. The playoff loss, I believe, to Atlanta that year. Heck, we've seen this in the last week. The Astros are without one of their more dependable relievers in Phil Maton. He was upset after he gave up a base hit to his brother. He ended up punching something, and he's down now. So it, it this does happen. I guess my question is this. I don't really care what the fans say. They can all say, oh, he's an idiot, and he's a puss for crying, which I don't think he is. I think it shows that the guy is upset with himself, and he really cares, and he wants to be there. If anything, the reports are is that he's had to dial back his emotions in order to become even the ball player that he is. And we all feel like there's a lot more for him to give based on his talent level. But as a, if you're in the Seattle clubhouse, are you like, you're a fucking idiot? Or do you go up and put your arm around him to say, hey, I get it. I've been there. Oh, both. I think it's a little bit of both. Initially, you, you know, you make sure that you're giving him the support he needs, but there's also the feeling of like, man, come on. Like we needed you. Like there's, it's, it's both. It is. And that's okay to say that he made a mistake and he knows it. And you can, you don't have to be as pointed as that, but you also need to like learn from this. You talked yeah. about him having to keep his emotions in check already in general. Like you got to, you can't, this can't happen. It can't. Well, there's enough that will take you away from this game. He's already learned the hard way that if you don't perform, even if you're a high-end prospect, you're going to get your your ass sent back down to the minors. Then you could be like Aaron Judge where you bang in your toe into a wall, and we haven't seen him in almost two months. So there's all sorts of things that are going to take you out of this game. Why would you take yourself out? Why would you take yourself out? And that is a that's a tough thing that he's going to have to deal with, and I I feel for him on that on that end. What I want to know is where where was the cooler that he kicked? Because usually they're like up high. So was it like a karate kick, or was it just like one of the? Was it something that was on the ground and he just kind of did one of those types of kicks? Because that's yeah it, yeah, it was one of the no, it wasn't one of the round Gatorade coolers. It was one of the square ones. So it was oh, probably, the box in the dugout. Okay, yeah, yeah, that's what it sounded like. All right, uh, you've heard me on the show talk about. I'm not a great sleeper, but I am super excited about something I just received that might be able to unlock a nighttime of full sleep. It's something that's inspired by NASA. 
It is called Miracle Made. It uses silver-infused fabrics and makes temperature-regulating bedding so you can sleep at the perfect temperature all night long. We are smack dab in the middle of a heat wave out here in Los Angeles. My wife, she runs cold. I run boiling hot. So I'm like, please, please, can we keep the air? She's like, no, we have to set the air at this temperature. Like, okay. So what I need are cool sheets. And these Miracle Made, they are self-regulating sheets. I can't wait to try them out. I just got them. We're washing them. We're going to put them on the bed. They are also self-cleaning and designed for your skin. That means these sheets are infused with silver that prevent up to 99.7 of bacterial growth, which clogs your pores. So it allows them to stay cleaner and fresh three times longer than other sheets. They're luxurious comfort and quality. These Miracle Sheets, they make you feel good without the Mm. high price tag of luxury brands. So I want you to try and head on over to trymiracle.com slash today to try Miracle Made Sheets. And whether you're buying them for yourself or as a gift for a loved one, in the order today, you can save over 40%. And if you use our promo code today at checkout, you get three free towels and save an extra 20% on top of it. In fact, Miracle's so confident in their product, it's backed by a 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you're not 100% satisfied, no problem. You send them back, you get a full refund. So upgrade your sleep today with Miracle Made. Go mm. to trymiracle.com slash today. Use that code today. Get a free three-piece towel set. Save it for over 40%. Again, that is trymiracle.com slash today. Treat yourself. You'll be thanking me, and I can't wait to try it out. All right, before we get out of here for the day, it's the number one controversy that has bubbled up in the baseball mm. world. earlier this week i believe it was on our podcast if not talking baseball it was talking baseball okay you said something about buster only sunday night asking phil nevin about shohei otani and his future and you said it was unprofessional i believe well buster only does a daily podcast um and that was brought up let's let's hear what happened it was in the middle of a game. I happened to be listening to our competitor yesterday, and uh, Trevor Plouffe. Trevor Plouffe. He uh, he called. Yeah. Uh, whatever his name is. Uh, he called you unprofessional, Buster. I thought that was rude of him. It's what everyone wanted to know. And I would call Trevor Charmin Soft if that's what he actually believes. Because let me tell you. Wow. How about that, huh? Your thoughts? response? Well, what I said about Buster is I thought he took advantage of a privileged situation. I didn't. I I did think it was unprofessional to ask the manager of the Angels about trading his best player during the game. Like those interviews aren't for that. You have time before the game with the manager and after the game with the manager. If you want to ask him that question, by all means. Obviously, it's a massive story but not during the game. I thought it was unprofessional, so I said it. Now, I have no problem with Buster calling me soft. I think it's hilarious that he he's like 60 years old, I'm assuming. He's calling me soft. Like That's that's kind of a funny thing for me to think about. And I have no problem with Buster. The other guy, who I don't even know his name. I don't. I, I wish I, I tried to find him. Uh, I don't even know his name. Him saying he was listening to our show and then him acting like he didn't know my name, that's... That's kind of cringe, bro. 
Got to be yeah, honest little, with you. <laughs> like, dude, you know, on the immature side, to, you know, uh, my name, you listen to my show and I want to do this competitor might be a little uh, stretch for you. So I have um, no problem. You know what's funny is Jeff Passan reached out to me. He he wanted to be the mediator between Buster and I. So we him and I had a nice discussion about it as Jeff is oh. mending from his back injury. So shout out uh, Jeff Passan. We had a great talk about it. I hold no ill will towards Buster. But if he wants to throw down, I I think I could take – I don't know his producer. I have to see a picture of this guy. I'm betting I, w- I could take both of them. Yeah. Same time. In fact – Maybe we could do a two-on-two match. Although yeah. You, probably, you, you would rather have Jake in the ring than me. It wouldn't be fair if me and Jake uh, go up against someone. I mean, Jake's fighting to the death, so. Right. You and I yeah, would probably be a more fair fight between Buster and, and this mystery producer of his. Yeah, if people are going to do, if, if we're going to have a pay-per-view, they don't want to see Jake in there. It's just going to, the, the fight will be over in like 17 seconds. At least if you get me with my twice surgically repaired back, it's going to take a little while longer. They'll get their money's worth. Maybe we do it for charity. I don't want to fight anyone. I just, you know, I'm not a big name guy. I don't care if you mess up my name. I don't. It's it's a hard name to say. I understand it. But if you intentionally disrespect my name and Alan Plouffe, my grandpa, and Warren Plouffe, and Roger Plouffe, and Marshall Plouffe, we're just a bunch of hard workers, bro. Don't be disrespectful like that. Uh, when I heard it, I, I actually played the entire two-minute clip and Michelle and Josh and Brady, they were like, hmm, yeah, okay. Because he did, uh, Buster went on to explain that, hey, you know, everybody's buddy-buddy with the with the players and the managers, and some of us have to basically uphold uh, the standing of the profession, which, listen, you're allowed to ask questions any way you want. You really are. I mean, that's the power of holding the microphone. Um, I just always know that a guy like Phil Nevin, what is he going to say? Like how exactly if the question was indeed, and I, I wasn't really listening closely, um, you know, how are you handling this situation with so much with Shohei Otani? What is he going to tell you other than, hey, listen, we just play baseball every day and the rest of the stuff. Like I was always taught, don't ask questions that you already know the answers to. And you it's, know the answer. These It just it. wasn't the time to do it. That's all I was saying. And he knows that, too. So. Well, except all ESPN focuses on is Shohei. Like, people get upset if we bring him up. They bring him up. That's all they talked about in that Sunday night game. If I'm in the broadcasting world now, newsflash to Buster Olney and his mystery producer, you get time with the manager before the game and after the game. If you want to ask him those questions, ask him those questions. And then during the game, sure, you can talk about it when you're doing a hit. But when you're asking him, and this is a privilege to be able to interview a manager during a game at the big league level. It's a privilege. Don't take advantage of it. That's silly. All right. Can't wait for that steel cage match. We'll be working on setting it up with the Disney crew. Uh, we'll be on with Iger <laughs> and and their entire. Um, I thought Buster only was 80 years old. Turns out he's only 60 years old. So, yeah. But he hasn't smiled since he was Charmin Soft. Who even says that? Yeah. That's now I'm getting mad. Now, now I'm starting to get okay. Fired well, let's up end it now. It. I want to gear us up for a nice weekend. Okay? okay, let's just everybody have a good, safe weekend. Uh, for our one of a kind producer Dan Rourke, the uber talented Trevor Pluff, I am Chris Rose. Sorry. We will see you Monday on Baseball Today. <laughs>